Looking to find collectible figures at low cost with superior customer service? Fanboy Collectibles is one of the largest retailers of high-end collectibles on the east coast of the USA. Carrying a full array of hot toys, enter-based, sideshow collectibles, 3A and all the top manufacturers. The Mexican International package is shipped daily, all fully insured with tracking number and securely packed. Getting it to you as quickly is important, but not as important as your collectibles arriving in pristine condition. Are you looking to pre-order an item to guarantee you don't miss it when it's released? Well, Fanboy Collectibles does that too. If you've got a question about an item, give them a call, shoot them an email, or even leave them a message on their Facebook page. Fanboy Collectibles is available full-time to respond to you and to get your items to you as quickly as possible. Anyone can make a sale. Fanboy Collectibles knows the key to being successful is repeat customers. That comes from doing the right thing by you and making customer services their priority. Fanboy Collectibles. For some it's a hobby, to them it's an obsession. Episode 14, the Getting Very Curious About Girls Kid episode of a Hot Toy Cast. The classy, we name the altogether upmarket podcast where you use your ears to listen and learn about all things high end collectibles, action figures from the likes of Hot Toys, Enter Bay, A3 Toys, and Sideshow Collectibles. Every month or so, your host and I review and discuss the latest news and releases from those companies that make action figures that we always wanted but could only exist till now. I changed that line there, you see. I mix, mix it up now, you see. With my <laughs> Back to regular stuff. Now, if you will, allow me to introduce your most honorable hosts. My name is Master Eamon O'Donoghue, also known as Eamon on Toy Boards. Uh, Master Michael Crawford, also known as Michael Crawford the World Over. And my name is uh, Master Jeff Parker, also known as Wookster on uh, various forums on this planet. And you had to think about that, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I've had a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> ah, yeah, I've got a milkshake. I've got a milkshake. Um, and James will be joining us in a minute. James is stuck in a meeting at the moment, but he'll be joining us in a minute. He's not going to miss out on the Crow review, so you know he's going to be well, joining us in a few seconds. I'm a little disappointed in you two. You, you're some, one of you is drinking wine, and the other is drinking a milkshake. I've got Mountain Dew. Okay, <laughs> of nerds. I had I had wine. I'm now on beer. Oh, well, there you go then, kids. <laughs> Uh, well, we four are all lovers of action figures that cost us an arm and a leg, or maybe an organ or two, so not us delight your ears with our review on, let's kick the show off, I think, ladies and gentlemen, with Hot Toys' Man of Steel Superman, a very, very, very much anticipated figure, I think we'd all, all agree. Maybe not as oh, yeah. anticipated, but yeah. pretty anticipated. Let's kick this review off then with uh, yourself, James. Jeff. Jeff, even. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, he's, he's standing here in front of me. Um, I, am, I, I, was, I was pretty knocked out with it on the whole. I, I didn't really know how well the suit was going to be holding up and how restricted it was going to be when I, I first kind of saw the pictures they released. Um, and although it has to be said, any kind of suit like this is always going to have a, a degree of restriction. It was the same on the kind of uh, the, the, the Spider-Man, um, the amazing Spider-Man they brought out. Yeah. I was actually amazed that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No. Um, it's kind of, the, the actual fabric it's made of it does have an incredible elasticity to it. Um, a, a bit like the Spider-Man figure, I wouldn't, don't think I'd want to leave him in too extreme a pose for any length of time. Because no. um, I think you know, if you were to bend the knees extremely, then you know, you're kind of asking for trouble. Um, but that said, I, when I first got the Amazing Spider-Man figure, I did put him in quite a deep pose. Um, then I was away um, from home for about a week on business, and when I came back, I thought, oh, damn, I really shouldn't have left him like that, and kind of put him back into a, into a normal position. And it's a very similar fabric to this guy, and literally within half an hour, it just kind of, the elasticity had gone back 
to tightness, to full tightness, it was fine. Um, and I'd also kind of stretched the neck on that, so the head was kind of looking away. And that, that when I put it back, it looked really kind of baggy. Yeah. So that that came back. So I'm hopeful that this figure would do the same thing. I haven't left him in any extreme poses, um, but yeah, I'm very impressed with the way they've uh, fabricated the outfit. Uh, it's a cracking um, sculpt. It's a, it's a very nice sculpt with a very nice paint job. Um, and yeah, all in all, I was very impressed. I like the fact that the boots still have a degree of uh, mobility at the ankle, uh, even though they're kind of fully sculpted. They've got quite a nice kind of softness to them, so you can still uh, angle them and, and, and get some nice kind of deeper poses if you want to kind of like put the legs further apart. Um, I like the way the, the cape hangs very nicely. They've got the, you know, the pleats over the shoulder are, are very nicely done, a bit similar in, in, a, in a way to the, what they did with the Thor figure. Um, in as much as it's kind of the way they've done it is just kind of sewn into the pleats, but they kind of hold their position very well, and, and just it just drapes and it's got a nice weight to it. Um, so yeah, on the whole, I'm very impressed with it. The only thing is that obviously when you do open him up, he's, he's a big weighty figure, but he he is very light on accessories. Um, I mean, it's nice that you get the little kind of the the the, the little skull and the, and the little key, and you get the full size key. But he does feel like he just needs something else. Quite what that something else would be, I don't know. But um, but yeah, apart from that, very impressed. Yeah, they could always. I, he he was he was at least a little cheaper than what we've seen with some of the other recent releases. You know, you could get him under two hundred yeah. bucks US. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of when we get to the crow. I'll talk about that again. We're, we're seeing a lot of releases where you're not getting a ton of accessories, and they're up mm. in that two ten, two twenty, two twenty five, and. Um, and this guy, it was nice to see him a little lower, a little more back in a reasonable price range, um, even though he is a little light on the accessories. And that stand, you know, that new action stand of theirs, yeah. it is really cool. Oh, yes. And it's it perfect. Nice. We, we got one with Jor-El, too, didn't we? We did, yeah, Jor-El? yeah. Yeah, and Jor-El, it's like, yeah. well, whatever. He, it's not really fitting with that character. But this character, you really need it. To see, you, you can do yeah. some great flying poses, and uh, the, the, it really works well. So that's a nice addition. It's nice that they threw yeah. in the, the prop replica, uh, you know, with the 200th edition. That was a nice touch. I'm a big fan yeah. on cutesy little prop replicas anyway, and so throwing that in was, was nice. You know, it wasn't, a, wasn't planned or wasn't announced at the beginning. So um, that was cool. But for me, I think the cape was what really sold it. It really is a nice cape. Mm. It, it does. Yep. I know that some people have modded it to sit a little lower on the shoulders, et cetera, et cetera. But I think mm. right out of the box, it looks terrific. You know, it 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 hangs nicely. I do wonder. This is one of those cases. It doesn't have the wire in the cape. No. And and you know the wire. That it's a it's a it's one of those six to one, half a dozen the other kind of things, right? Because you've got if you put the wire in the cape, you could do some pretty cool flying pose stuff with him, where the cape would flow out into the air. On the other hand, yeah. if he's just standing there, the wire can make it not hang as smooth and clean uh, down his back. So, you know, it's kind of six to one, half a dozen other, whether the wire was really necessary this time around. Um, but yeah. it, it, is a, it is a sweet figure all the way around. I'm, I'm very pleased with it, and he's going to look great next to jor mm, Absolutely. The flight stand really is something else. Now, it, it, admittedly, that basis is, is flipping huge. It's absolutely enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't fit it in my cabinet with the other figures. I, I'm, I'm really running out of space here, and I'm, I can't get a fifth detail. It's just getting crazy in here. It's probably going to look like a museum. But I don't have a museum room yet. I will sort that out. But it, it, it's, it's, be- it's a beautiful base, but it, it, it just takes up so much room. I don't think that's really a complaint, though. Really. I think people like the big base. If you want a big, iconic Man <coughs> of Steel piece and you want yeah. him to be your centerpiece, that is absolutely, yeah. that's up to you. You can't fight physics either. I mean, you have to have the big enough base to keep him up that high in the air. So Exactly. Yeah, if you, need, exactly. you need the weight. 
you need and you know what's nice about those bases is if you have wood shelves that you're working on, just drill a hole in the wood shelf and then screw that the metal arm into it, and you don't have to use the bottom base. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It takes me back to I mean, back when I first kind of um, started kind of talking to other collectors online. I was a member of a forum called MediWorld, and there was a guy over there. I think he was some. Um, I think he was from the Philippines. You might remember him, Michael Edwin. Oh yeah, you remember him? And he was like the king. Edwint. That's the guy. Yeah, he was just the king of posing these figures. He really pushed them to the to their kind of like breaking point, you know, and quite often beyond the breaking point. <laughs> but he but he had this really cool stand that's very similar to these ones. And at the time, he he bought it from some collector shop somewhere, um, you know, in in, in Asia, and uh, and it was amazing. And everybody wanted one, and nobody could find them. And this has basically answered that question because if you are doing action poses, jumps, flying poses, whatever, it just does that. It's perfect. It's it's nicely weighted. It's got that really nice kind of snake kind of. Looks like one of Doctor Octopus's tentacles. Is the bendiness. I love the bendiness because you can get your Superman like yeah. prop. You, you, you don't have to touch him. And what's good as no. well, if you've noticed as well, on the inside, this is again Hot Toys is where they go. They pay attention to what's happening and obviously they adapt. You know. Yeah. Uh, is is that the clamp, the little grip that catches him, actually has a little soft, uh, soft padded inside it. Now. Yeah. Whereas I was actually, I was like, as soon as I got, I was like, oh, this is going to scrape it. And it's like, oh no, it's got little padded things, and it's oh, thank yeah. goodness, not because. The, 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 the clamp also it. has that cute little back support. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, really yeah. That little, yeah. the little thing that sticks up like a lower back support, which makes all the difference do. because that right. means he can really kind of hover and, and do the flight yep. poses that you really want him to do. I mean, you could do yeah. the big, you can bend the wire out right out towards you, and he's like really jumping out to you. He's, he's absolutely awesome. Um, the costume, from a like a, a technical point of view, it, it's it's really nicely done. So I'm thinking this is printed on. This is almost like a, 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 a laminate, or not laminate, like a, yeah. like a spot varnish on a, a regular kind of, al- almost kind of elastic suit, a stretchy yeah. suit. But it, it's, it's printed on with a really loud noise, because if you, if you look at some, the, the Hot Toys do seem to be using some sort of printing technology yeah. to get the, their paint apps on, on some of the things. It's especially apparent in something like uh, Jake Sully. You can actually go in there and you look at the face painting, yeah. Jake Sully, so you can actually see some of the, the actual print dots on it, which, hey, whatever works, man. You know, it, it, it's a great thing. So I'm, I'm really curious about this, this, this technology that they have. I mean, well, I, I found it even more pronounced on, on the Amazing Spider-Man figure. Yeah. Because, again, a very similar kind of fabrication the way they've made it. But the, the fine detail, I mean, the fine detail on the Superman figure is pretty phenomenal. But on the Spider-Man one, it's just even that bit further because you, you've got the differentiation of the kind of the, the, the kind of fabric patination within the blue and the red, which is different. Then you have the kind of the division lines between the black lines, which are kind of broken up in some areas. And the accuracy at which they produced it at one six scale is just phenomenal. It's yeah. kind of like how did they do it? Yeah. And as you're saying, it must be some kind of mechanical uh, uh, thing they're using to do this. There's no way you know this thing could be done by hand consistently. Oh, it's material um, printing. It's definitely material printing. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, I, I'm convinced it's material printing. It's absolutely awesome. You know, and the little bits on the belt and stuff like that. Now, have you noticed as well that he's quite big? Yeah. He's like substantially bigger than any other. You'd think he wouldn't be as big as Leonidas, but he's bigger <coughs> than Leonidas. He's well, almost as big as a predator. Some of these, yeah. some of the body parts are new too, right? This is, this is another body where they made some minor changes to some of the parts. I mean, well, I think when, when they first released the Proto, a lot of the complaints were that he was just too bulky. Yeah. Um, and although, um, you know, what's his name, Henry Cavill is, is a big guy, he, he hasn't got that kind of uh, 
uh, that kind of broadness. He's, he's kind of like he's he's, must, he, he's kind of he, he's meaty, but he's got a kind of lean meatiness. Uh, and I think they have gone away and kind of revised the body and just made him. You know, yeah, it seemed a to me like closer. I had heard that that they had revised like either the biceps and the torso, or yeah, yeah there were some minor. It, it was a slightly new body. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. It, 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 to me, it looks like a whole brand new body because the abs are really exaggerated. I mean, they've even like added like extra hard detail onto the bicep to give it the vein that bulges through in the suit, like it does in the yeah. movie as well, which is probably physically impossible. But it just looks cool, you know. Yeah. The, these these things where they slightly exaggerated the musculature, so it makes it really pop out from the suit. Even on his uh, on his quadriceps as well, they've added that really heavy striation yeah. on the yeah. on, on the quadriceps that you, that's really noticeable in the movie. Mm-hmm. The, one, the one thing I will say is that, we, and considering it probably would have been very difficult to do because I dare say the laminate would have to be, not the laminate, sorry, the varnish printing on this would have had to have an extra color on it. And that would have been another pretty difficult, it would, would be some kind of highlights on, on the anatomy. Like in the actual super suit, there's a few strokes of metallic sheen that gives it a certain kind of a sheen, a kind of a metallic reflection to it that mm-hmm. isn't quite apparent here on the figure. It, it's not like a major issue, but if you are to get fickle, there is a kind of a, a slight detail that is just lacking from that. And But that would have been next to impossible to create on something that would be manufactured. Yeah. I would say, <coughs> I can't imagine a spot varnish being able to hold a color. I'm sure that's a limitation no. just on technology, not <coughs> necessarily of a will to do it. You know, and it was the same thing as well in the um, Amazing Spider-Man. Not the Amazing Spider-Man figure, the regular, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man figure, the Spider-Man yeah. 3 figure. You know, because again, in the movie, you see that they sometimes airbrush in some anatomy. So just give it the character a bit of extra meat. It looks a bit more muscular and stuff. That's lacking in the Spider-Man suit as well. Now that's a more that's far more that's far more of material like, but it's little little things like that. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what is is there a specific limitation to that, or maybe it would just be easily corroded or er- eroded off with your rubbing and posing and stuff like that. I don't know, but from you could you could take the Superman down to it, like show anybody like who works in printing and say, wow, that's really impressively done. You know, it's yeah, really, absolutely, really, really nice. And does the scale? Because I was, I was quite thrown back by well, the scale of it. It's funny you say that. I mean, it, it, when I stand him on the shelf next to some other figures, and at the moment the stuff that I, of my kind of circulation of stuff that I'm reviewing are, are a couple of the GI Joe figures, uh, one of which is Roadblock, and he's uh, Roadblock stands about the same height. Oh, right. Um, so they're they're a very similar scale. I mean, it, it was very noticeable. Funny, we, we mentioned. Funny enough, we mentioned um, the Amazing Spider-Man earlier, and obviously he was. The thing I really love about that figure is the fact that he does look very slight. You know, they've really again the body seems to have been a, a modification, and the way they've got the suit to fit on that really does kind of match. Um, I forget the actor's name now. Um, Garfield, isn't it? Something Garfield. Uh, his his physique. Andrew. Andrew Garfield, that's the guy, yeah. Because um, again, he you know he he, he kind of looks like the kind of teenage kind of Peter Parker that we kind of imagined in the comic book. So I always liked the fact that he was super strong, but kind of had this wiry physique. Um, so standing him next to Superman and uh, another kind of regular sh- sh- sort of size figures, they they just actually sit well together. I mean, I, I'm not sure how tall Henry Cavill is. Um, I'd probably put him at around the six two ish mark. So perhaps he's a little bit tall, but um. But from my perspective, it, it doesn't offend me. Yeah, and I think he fits in pretty well with the Marvel stuff, right? Don't you know? Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I want him to fit in. And if I put him next to a Thor or I put him next to Cap, I want him to kind of uh, be able to mix those universes. And I think he fits all right. It'll yeah, be interesting yeah. to see with the second movie. Uh, you know, I'm assuming we'll get a Batman, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how those two line up. And a Wonder Woman, by the sound of things. Oh yeah, potentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
that's that's going to be that's going to be yeah that'll, that that'll be interesting. Well, it's going to be another two years before we see that, though, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. there you go. We have been joined now by Mr. James Dubel. So hello, James. Hello. Yeah. How'd your meeting go? Was it all right? It was good. Yeah. Cool. 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 I can't cool. talk about it. You can't talk about it. <laughs> well, you <laughs> could, but then we'd have to kill us. <laughs> well, James, you don't have Superman, so we will move swiftly on. I think to a figure that you've been chomping at the bit to, to talk about for, for quite a while. And, uh, I believe I believe we all have this one, do we? Do we all have this one? The crow? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. We all have the crow. Okay, then. So, let us... James Dubel, sir, take us away with your review of the crow. Um, I love it. I love, like, everything about it. Um, I would marry it if I could. <laughs> <laughs> That's just too weird. <laughs> <laughs> um... I just I, I think this is the kind of thing we need more of from Hot Toys. Um, I, I I think it's awesome that kind of out of nowhere they announced something that was kind of out of nowhere. Um, and from, yeah, um, and it seems I don't know. It seems like stuff's coming out a little quicker than it was supposed to to me lately too, because this came pretty fast after the Tony Stark mechanic figure, and I thought that came out a little quicker than they said it would. Yeah, initially yeah. Um, and the new and Wolverine then, figure as well came really quick right, didn't it right yeah that's coming out I think I'm supposed to get that next week um, so next review, I'd imagine. I've just been you're, waiting you're, for um, I've been waiting for a figure of Eric Draven for since I started collecting like a, a high class one I had an old one that used to talk and I can't oh, remember yeah. what company it's from but if you guys remember that figure it was I mean, for the time, it was passable, as I recall. But um, I do remember seeing I do remember seeing the crow figure in like, a couple of comic shots back in the kind of nineties. Uh, yeah. And it, at the time, it was pretty good. I don't remember if it talked, but it was it was pretty good. But it was it just wasn't good enough. You know, what I mean, it was kind of it was. <laughs> there was a good McFarlane one. It was a good twelve-inch McFarlane one. It was pretty decent. Yeah. But you look at it now, and it's like, why you? But at yeah. the time, it was pretty decent. Well, you mentioned McFarlane, and and kind of, I think you know one of the things that James is getting at is is this is nice when you start to see sort of that movie movie maniacs concept in six scale, yeah. Yeah. where you'll get a figure here. I don't need six figures from the Crow, you know. I need the Crow, and that's yeah. kind of what McFarlane did with their movie maniacs, right? They started that, and then NECA did some of that as well, and so did I think uh, Soda did some of that too, didn't they? Where they had a line where it was just a one figure here, one figure there from a bunch of different properties. I'd love to see yeah. Hot Toys do more of that, or and they could do that. Just come up with an umbrella title for it and, and, and pull main characters from key movies so that we get that, that variety that we love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, a kind of, just a kind of one-shot thing so that we're kind of really just like just and, what you need. And they do it sometimes, right? Like RoboCop is almost a one-shot thing, right? I mean, you yeah. a couple of figures, yeah. but it's not like well, you're going to And, they, and they did Edward Scissorhands, didn't they? Although they never had yep. the proper face license. They never had the... Oh, yeah. really? Well, I didn't. I didn't know they had the the, the red scissors hands. Didn't have a, a face license for that one. Crack it. Yeah. Pretty yeah. mental. Yeah, it was. Well, it was James. one of those things whereby it kind of it was a such an incredible figure when it came to the detailing on the outfit and had a beautiful box. It was kind of like a pop up kind of uh, fairy tale kind of box. But it's just so obvious because we all know what Hot Toys are capable of. And it, you know, as soon as you you saw the proto, you thought, "Hang on, this this is not their usual standard." And it became very obvious that they weren't allowed to, through whatever licensing problem or hurdle they'd hit, they'd obviously hit one because uh, there's no way in hell that that looked anything like Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't remember. What, what did you guys think of the uh, James? What, you, what in particular? What do you think of the face sculpt of on the crow here? I, I think the face sculpt is mind blowing for me, um, and I think it's really cool that they didn't just go with kind of a vanilla uh, face expression. That he's actually got some expression in his face. Yeah. Uh, and I love the way the paint the the paint is on the teeth. The paint on the face is just amazing. It looks again like they've done with stuff like. Uh, the Joker figures, how it looks like it's a person with paint on their face instead of just a painted face. Yeah, very very, very yeah. nicely done. That, that, yeah. that. Some yeah. people were complaining yeah. about the teeth, weren't they? So I, I was going to say, like, that's the what? only thing I, yeah, that's the only thing I would have liked an alternate head. I really like the teeth. I like the, the kind of expression. But at the same time, there are times it kind of bugs me when you, you know, you're working on different poses for it. And the other thing that slightly bugged me about it was, um, I know it kind of works well because this is a guy that's wearing makeup like the Joker. So you have that transitional period from the white going down onto the neck. But I would have really liked another joint in the neck. This is one of those characters where I just think to be able to get him to look right down would have been really cool and help tilt the head forward. That kind of thing would have, would have been great. You can get a pretty far down, though, okay? You can get a pretty far down. Yeah, I, I mean that thing where you tuck your chin in, you know, and kind of look at somebody up through your eyes, that kind of uh, menacing kind of pose. But Yeah, and he does have the eyes in the right spot for that pose, too. Exactly, so. yeah. I've seen people complaining about the sculpt, actually, which is oh, really? crazy to me. Yeah, there, I've seen a lot of people saying, um, and, and, you know, I don't know if it's just the normal naysayers or people trolling or what have you, but I, I've seen a fair share of people saying, oh, we don't like the sculpt, it doesn't look like him, and that's just crazy to me. Yeah, but, that's, that's nuts, man. I mean, I, I, I think it's bang on. I mean, I was, I was a big fan of this movie when it came out. I saw this in the cinema. I was just starting college. I even had a pair of boots like this for a while. <laughs> it didn't last. It was far too uncomfortable. Man, being a goth was hard work for like five minutes that I did it for. So impractical, and it was hot. So, you know, but I loved The Crow. I loved the soundtrack, everything to it. So when I found the Hot Ties were releasing this bad boy, I was like, oh, yes. I was absolutely all over it. And, you know... This is like like Mike said. Mate, let's do more of these, please. Let's get a Mad Max on the go. Let's ah, let's, yeah. let's, let's yeah. go nuts here. You know, I mean, let's get let's get these likenesses in. You know, these figures in. You don't need another crow figure now. Um, nope. I'd be, I'm curious to hear what you think, Mike. Because uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, you know, the only thing I'd say about the sculpt, I, I think James is right. The sculpt is is gorgeous. I like the expression. Um, I know people. I've heard some people complain about the paint um, that they didn't think it was smudged enough or that it was too clean or blah de blah de blah. Um, I think the paint's great. It was beautiful. The only thing I would complain about the sculpt, and it's a minor nit. You don't really notice it in photos, but I thought that the, they did kind of a weird thing with that, where the the sculpted hair attaches to the head. There's kind of a weird hairline there up above the forehead. In person, it's over. Yeah, in person, it looks a little weird. It doesn't. It photos fine, but when you're... When I you're, noticed that, too. Yeah, it's a little weird in person, but that would be the only thing. Now, James, he wants to marry it. I want to divorce it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you pull the head off this figure, I wouldn't know it was a Hot Toys figure. That's how I... When I pulled it out of the box, I was really disappointed. I thought the pants were too thick. I thought the the uh, the that the the ring on the string the string is kind of thick and clumpy and weird you know it looks like it a toy right. it doesn't hang right I thought that the um, the shirt doesn't hang right the, I didn't like the way they did the cuts in the shirt it, if if I didn't have the head on it I would think it was made by somebody like Triad Toys well, right. that 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 was the quality I thought I was getting out of the box and I was disappointed that it's like you know a two hundred and ten or two hundred and twenty dollar figure that doesn't really I didn't think really matched up with it now I'm like I said I love the head sculpt and the paint 
Uh, I love the concept of being able to do more of these type of one-off figures. And he does photograph well because the true type body does let you do some really cool poses. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but I was disappointed in the outfit and the accessories. Yeah, I think uh, the, the one thing that I was disappointed with slightly was the coat, just the, the wiring around the, 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 the lapels. Yeah. I've, I've futzed with it for, for hours. And, I'm, you know, I've got it looking okay. I want it looking pretty good, but it, it's a difficult coat to get to look and hang just right. Because it's like we were saying about the Superman cape. It's one of those things yeah. where you know the wire in it. If you want him to look like he's walking down a windswept alley, then it's going to really help. But if you want him just to stand there with the guitar, you know, slung around him or whatever, uh, you, you're going to really fight with his coat to get it to hang right. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't understand why they put so much wire work on the lapels. And I mean, I, I would have liked a little bit more, um, kind of like naturalistic kind of more wet the, the weathering and it just doesn't, doesn't seem natural and the, the, the jacket does bunch up a lot it, sh it should hang down a little bit better I, I, yeah. I feel it's just it, I mean like I know he's, he has he has bullet holes in it but it's like like the belts on the back seem a little bit lazy they kind of they, they don't fall down naturally they, they're, they're kind of popping out you can see that it's a little bit like oh this is a little bit 2008 Hot Toys isn't it you know, yeah, it seemed to me like it wasn't quite up to their 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 quality that we've come to expect, particularly in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, but the thing about it is, it is all about icons on your shelf, and yeah. you know, he, like 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 Jeff said, he does pose really well. But for me, it's about icons on your shelf, and he looks really good alongside my Man of Steel and my uh, <laughs> alongside, and Leonidas. He's alongside yeah. my Man of Steel and Leonidas, and I think they're you know they're what I call the more modern icons. You know, we're going to move on to an old school icon on a sick with Vader, but the, you know, the Crow is a modern icon, and I, I, I figure he's he's in good company with characters like Leonidas. I think, but I, I, I totally agree that when I get him, I was, oh crikey, he's a bit light, and his upper torso kind of slightly didn't flop around, but it was like, oh crap, that moves a bit easy and stuff like that. And the shirt, yes, it has bullet hole. I'm like thinking, well, the shirt just doesn't put, but some some dirt or some wear or something else on there. Would have been would have been nice because it it does it, it, just a little bit more texture to him because it's 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 a little flat. On, on you, if you take off the jacket, he's just a little all right, okay. You know, he's a bit. Don't you like the way they did the like the duct tape around the shirt though? Because I personally yeah, but I mean that should, have some, that should have some wear on it. It's 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 not very. That is actually a very interesting part of his outfit normally, and it's and the way it's interesting the going through it, the I little mean, pieces I mean, of rope or whatever. Yeah, it, it is nice, but again, that rope could it be could it be more weathered? It could have a bit of dirt on it. Could have a bit of blood yeah. on it. <clears throat> it does just look a bit like thread. Uh, I, I feel like if they could have actually literally bound the body with duct tape uh, to make it look <laughs> kind of more like you know you know scale duct tape will be it. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, I think on the whole, it's like you're saying for shelf prisons. You know, at last we have yeah. a decent figure of the crow, and he can yes. stand, and he yeah. can be, and he can he does his job well. But but when you look at the very fine tuning compared to some other figures. Um, I mean, I know we're going to be talking about Roadblock in a minute, and he's he's a character from a film that I couldn't care less about. But but the detailing on that figure is is just quintessentially, you know, so much far further forward than this. Although obviously it's a military figure, it's a different kind of thing. But the attention to detail is just that bit bit more kind of fine tuned, more finely tuned. And I just wish you know something of this kind of cult classic status had had that as well. See, there's something like I've always wondered about insofar as the accessories because. I'll, I'll admit, and I think we can all agree that it, the complement of accessories with him is a little weak. Hmm. Um, I feel like everything that I want to be there is there. Like everything that's essential. I mean, the guitar, the crow. Speakers. It's all represented. He could have had but, speakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I've always wondered why, like, why does he, doesn't he come with guns of any variety? And I've noticed, I thought real hard about it, and I can't, Matt, I, I can't think of any figure of the character that's ever come with a firearm. And I I'm wonder if that's say, that has to do with the license. I would have, I would imagine it's something to do with the family not wanting them to be associated right. with, obviously because yeah, of true, the, yeah. the horrendous yeah, yeah. Uh, accident that happened on set. They, I don't think they'd want guns to be associated with him. That's a what shotgun I is what he would want, really, because that's what he uses to fire out the rings. Yeah. And he puts all right, a shotgun in the box of rings. Yeah. Or, I mean, he yeah. uses a ton of guns in that shootout scene at the table. Yeah, I can, see, I, I can see that. I can see that. I, I kind of, I don't, when I think of the crow, I, I'm like, oh yeah, he did use a gun once or twice. But I don't think of it as a gun, sh gun using hero. So I, kind of right. way, I, just, I think of it more of a badass hand-to-hand -hand kind of, I'll twist your neck off kind of a hero. <laughs> Anti-heroes, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I think she seems like she'd come with a samurai sword to me. A samurai sword would have been nice, but you know the exclusive does come with the the the, the spire on top. The weather vane, the weather vane, yeah. The, the weather vane, which I guess you know is is pretty cool. I personally didn't opt opt, opt for that exclusive. Not normally I do opt for exclusives, but uh, on, on this particular one I did not. And that would bring us, I believe, unless anyone has any more comments on Eric Draven from The Crow. I love him. Every night I grow. Okay, fine. Just, there you go. Oh, and you get the bird with him as well. And he comes yes. with, oh, yeah. The yeah. bird comes with this nice little uh, perch, and it just hovers just perfectly just on his shoulder yeah. like he's just coming in for a landing. It's very nice. Yeah. Very nice indeed. Okay, right. On to The Rock is cooking. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I said that all wrong, didn't I? The Rock yeah, is cooking. Yeah, but it's close enough. It's close enough. <laughs> the Rock is cooking. I can smell what with, you're cooking. He can smell what he's cooking. He's got a he's got a very large cranium. That's the first thing I want to say about Roadblock, yeah. G. from GI Joe Retaliation Hot Toys is GI Joe Retaliation Roadblock figure. Is that I like the face, but that that's Rock's Rock's head isn't quite shaped like that. It's not that tall at on top. He's a bit more flat-headed than that, isn't he? I, I you know I'm I'm not a huge fan of, of of the actor or the character or anything, but so when I first saw, it, I thought, well, yeah, it's a, it's a good likeness. I can see he's in there, but I, I get what you're saying. There is something of a bit of a T-fell head going on there, so that's probably a reference that's lost on anybody under 35 or not born in, in the UK. But uh, we used to have these very big-headed people that used to advertise T-fell cookware in, in the UK, and he's got one of those heads. It does have a bit of that. Well, who else? Who, yeah. We've we've all got them. Have we all got them? Yep. I don't have him yet. I don't have him oh. either. So take it ahead then, uh, guys. Well, what's what, what's what's the poop done this one then, guys? Uh, Jeff, Mike, sorry, Mike, you go on that and take this one away. Well, like you, I mean, yeah, the the head's a little off, I think. But you know, as Jeff was saying earlier, uh, the attention to detail and the costuming, and you know, with military figures, they have that uh, ability to really pack them out, and they did a really nice job packing out Roadblock. It's not a license I could give squat about. Um, but he's, you put him next to Colton, um, and now you've got two more sort of action movie icons. Uh, you can, you can, he's, while the head sculpt's not perfect, I don't know, I, I, I think that you can certainly recognize him easy enough. Yeah. So anybody who wants a, you know, a rock figure for, in some other way, kid him out in a, for a different flick, he's an excellent choice. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? Well, yeah, I know I agree. I, I, again, like yourself, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it's. it's I, I, I'm not ashamed to say, but I grew up at just the wrong time for like the, the small GI Joe figures to be of any kind of relevance to me. So all the diversity of characters they created, I, you know, I didn't really know that much about them. Um, but then I did actually go to the pains of watching this movie purely f for, for reviewing purposes. Oh uh, dear God! I, I picked it up. <laughs> I, I picked the Blu-ray up for two pound fifty. 
uh, my local Tesco's was having this huge sell-off, which I hasten to add, I also picked up the second season of Game of Thrones on Blu-ray for three pound fifty. Oh, okay, uh, get, get that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> But anyway, so I watched it, and you know, I realised that that was two pound forty nine too much to spend on that movie because I'm never going to get the time back. Yep. But that said, you know, you, you realise it's it, it is what it is. It's it's a kids' film. It's it's, a, it's an eight year old boys' film just to watch people blowing the crap out of each other, and you know, the storyline's very slight and whatever. But the, you know, it, it, it's just a vehicle to to sell toys ultimately, and. I just feel that, you know, obviously Hot Toys invested in the license and, uh, you know, I, I think everybody hoped that it was going to be, the, the second film was going to be a lot better and it, it didn't really prove to be. But they've certainly done the characters from the film more justice than they deserve. Yeah. I love the um, the Snake Eyes figure. I actually really like Small, small Shadow figure. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, and I've got this guy and Coulson and they're all just really beautifully put together figures. The detailing on them is fantastic. I think Snake Eyes is one of one of my favourite figures of the last year. And you know, I've got no emotional involvement with the character. I just think he's such a cool character cool figure. Um, and this is kind of more of the same. They've just put so much detail on him. And I mean he's got these kind of like side arms that, that break down into pieces that look like kind of knuckle dusters that click together mm. and, and he's got these kind of holsters where they, they break apart and they fit into different parts and then the blades that he's got attached to his chest can come out and attach to that as well to make kind of little knives. Um, he's got this thing on his back, I don't even know what it is, I think it might be a, uh, an extra barrel for a gun or something to, to fit, but again, having watched the film, and I, I suppose to this respect I'm glad I did because it made me really kind of scrutinise the outfit and I thought, these guys couldn't have done it any better, they just literally could not have done this outfit any better, um, it's, it's, it's just a real kind of masterclass in how you take a, a real outfit and, and, and reduce it to one six skull. I would agree on the head, it's, it's kind of, it's 90, over 90% there, but there's just something a little bit off about the shape of the head. Mm-hmm. Um, but he apart from that, it's, yeah, yeah, he, he looks a little bug-eyed. I wonder if his eyes are a little bit too open. I don't know. Uh, no, um, the Rock, the Rock's pretty intense, dude. I, th- I think his eyes yeah. are absolutely dead on. Actually, I think they're really good. The Rock does like to pop yeah. his eyes. Oh, he's a weird dude like that. He, he yeah. is a little. He is a little bug-eyed. Yeah, he does pop his eyes a bit. Um, but you know, like I said, you can't underestimate the value of having this guy next to Bruce Willis, next to Sylvester Stallone in his Expendables outfit. You know, it's yeah. it's it doesn't even matter what movies they're from. It's just kind of these iconic yeah. action heroes guys that can all stand next to each other and now I'm kind of jonesing for you know as much as I liked the Arnie from Predator that they did what's been that now three years two three years now yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of thinking you know we need a new one yes we <laughs> wouldn't it be nice to get because we've got some fantastic Arnolds in the Terminator series right yeah. Well, that's Terminator, and that really stands out as a character that is yeah. uh, iconic. I'd like a, an Arnie that's not quite as iconic, maybe, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, yeah. somebody who's a little more uh, just Arnold. I still, I, feel, I still find it quite bizarre. They've never done Conan. I yeah, it's kind talk, of interesting. Talk, talking and, about those kind of one-off you know, characters that would really stand well alone. I think, well, and you know, Sideshow um, had the license. I don't know if they still do, but Sideshow had the oh, license really? quite a while. Yeah, yeah they did the... Oh, I'd love they, a one well, they had the the Conan license. They didn't necessarily have the mm. Ernie. The Dark Horse one, I think. Uh, right. the Dark yeah. Horse, the Dark Horse. What, um, what do you guys think about the articulation on this guy? Because he has some new articulation that we've never actually seen before in a figure. I'm, I'm correct in saying that, aren't I? It's, it, to me, it looks like it's an artic- articulation to like an Iron Man. I think um, the arms, are, the articulation in the arms is from the uh, DX-10. Is that right? It's from the whatever the last DX Terminator was that wasn't battle damaged. 
Yeah, oh. and, and of course the reason this guy suffers a little bit is because those elbows are completely on show, yeah. uh, whereas on Arnie they were kind of under a jacket or whatever, uh, unless of right. course you just want the T-shirt. Um, I, I, I have to admit, I'm, a, I'm an articulation junkie, so I don't really generally mind seeing a bit of articulation. As far as I'm concerned, you know, we're collecting kind of, you know, their action figures. Um, but, you know, that said, at the same time, I love, you know, thinking back to what they did with the, the Leonidas from 300. Mm -hmm. That was just such a cool figure because they managed to hide so much articulation whilst actually keeping all of the articulation. Um, so, you know, it, it depends because I think the most important thing with this character is that he can pose well with his rifle and with his weapons. So he can bring mm -hmm. it up and have it in a proper kind of, you know, um, you know, tuck it into his elbow, that kind of thing, which this figure can do easily. Um, and let's not forget, this is a G.I. Joe figure. This is meant to be a G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're dead right, actually. If they're going to go back and if they're going to do G.I. Joe's, they're going to do them yeah. like old school style, aren't they? Yeah, they're so, really you know, he should, he should be articulated. He should be articulated above and beyond, the, you know, you think of anything else. So, um, yeah, I don't have a problem with seeing the articulation. And on the whole, I think it's pretty good. He's, restrict, he's restricted a little bit because obviously there's a lot of webbing straps around the, uh, the kind of groin area and he's got a lot of um, armour on his, uh, on his kind of abdomen and upper chest. But, you know, he's still pose as well, you know, you'll get some good poses out of this guy. Good, good line all in all really to G.I. Joe. Yeah. That's what you said. You, I, I'd, I'd have every single one of those. I mean, I'm not, I yeah. have Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, but I, I, would, I would happily have that rock and I would happily have the Colton. It's, it, they're they're yeah. just nice figures to have, I think. Yeah. Colton is awesome. I, I love Colton. Uh, yeah, I don't, ha I don't, ha don't have Colton or... Uh, he's so... It's such a nice figure. I take. He's one yeah. of the ones I take yeah. out of the case and mess around with frequently. Cool. I love the fact that on I love the fact that on the on the face sculpt for that they've actually managed to just capture a little bit of Bruce Willis's kind of smirk. Yeah, his yeah. eye kind of dry smirk. I'm <laughs> yeah. really getting paid a lot to do very little kind of stuff. That kind of, I, I'm not sure if I want to be in this movie, but I'm here and I'm getting paid plenty. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> okay, right then. I think we should move on then to something I think a lot of us have been kind of like. Uh, so, so, well, I I can only speak for myself in this one actually, and just say I was quite surprised to find myself buying. A non-hot toy one-six scale figure from another comp from yeah non-hot toy one-six scale figure, and that was with uh, Sideshow Collectibles Darth Vader deluxe figure, which uh, which which I got a few weeks ago, and uh, I'm 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 quite taken aback by it I must say, which which amongst you guys have it? I have it. Ah. I, I, I don't have it. I, I don't have it either. I don't have it. Okay, then. Well, I, I, hope, I hope to rectify that at some point in the yes. distant, but, uh, but at present, no. Okay, then. Well, I, I might as well. I, I'll take this one, then. I might as well crack, crack on with it. I have him here right in front of me. Um... I'm I'm really absolutely taken aback by this figure. I've never had really, and aside from ACI toys and my do packaging for and stuff, I, I I just get those. But I've never had a non Hot Toys one six scale figure. Not since my Action Man since I was twelve years old. Never had anything else. And I'm absolutely rocked by this Vader. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Um, there, I mean, it's to compare what a Hot Toy it it stands well alongside Hot Toys. You get in there with a fine, fine, super fine tooth comb, and, and you do start comparing maybe to the more higher-end deluxe hot toys. It's like, right, okay, the pants could be a little bit better fitting. There's uh, some heavy-duty creasing around ar around the groin area that's a little bit unsightly looking sometimes. But if you futz with enough, you can kind of hide it. Um, his arms are a little thin, which, I, you know, I, I know that they... David Prowse, you know, he was a bodybuilder and stuff like that, but I know his arms didn't exactly bulge out that much from soup, but even so, they're just a little thin on this. That's pretty much it. Everything else, oh, the sculpting on the head, again, it's not a hot toy. 
but it's damn good. You can see the skill is there. You can see the sculpting talent is there. We don't know who actually sculpted this. It was a Trevor Grove. We we're not quite sure who sculpted that one. It was a Trevor. It might have been Trevor Grove. Ask them. We can we can we can always double double check in there. Someone can always just email us in and confirm that was without the case or not. But it's a beautifully well well sculpted hell sculpt. Just the finishing isn't isn't just quite as high definition for want of a better word as Hot Toys. Right. All that aside, this figure flipping rocks. I've never, you know, re- there's so many Darth Vader figures out there. Every, you know, there was so many Darth Vader figures made. And just, I, none of them ever grabbed me. But as soon as I saw Darth Vader, I could have flashing lights on his chest and not big, big, bulky thing. I was all over it. This, it's wicked. And to add bonus to everything else, the belt lights up and the base, the red base, is just, it just sets the whole thing off as a really awesome display piece. He's big. He's really big. I would actually say he might even be too big. I mean, he is a monster inside in the, in the shelf. I mean, he really dominates the whole shelf. Uh, the, 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 the fabric and the... So some, people were, some people were saying that some of the, the capes came with kind of frettered edges and stuff like that. Mine came absolutely perfectly. You know, um, they have a new system on the hands as well, uh, with, with, or not a new system, but it's like different to Hot Toys, where the, the 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 plug is actually the male part of the plug is in the hand, and you right. plug the male part into the female part, which is the wrist. So the female is the wrist now, and yeah, yeah, Sideshow. That that's a that's a common thing with Sideshow. They usually provide a peg for every hand. So even though those pegs usually do come out, but there's there's a peg for every <clears> hand, which I wish Hot yeah. Toys would just do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to. Yeah. I haven't bought a lot of a lot of sideshow figures recently. I think one of the last ones that it was a, a year, the, the Commander Cody figure. And as you say, every hand he came with had had a separate peg, which I thought yeah. was really cool. It's really uh, important every- for Vader because the the because of the gloves. If you didn't, yeah. if you had to try and dink around with those damn pegs, trying to get them up inside the hand every time, uh, that would have been a huge pain in the ass. This is yeah, a way yeah. easier easier way to get them in and out of the out of the wrist. It's great. Can I can I just say it's that uh, I, I really I mean from all the pictures I've seen you know I'm, I'm really impressed with this. The only thing I'm not that keen on is funny enough the face sculpt. But I know I'd never pose it with the face sculpt you know out anyway because I'm not quite sure. It, it's obviously not quite Sebastian Shaw, is it? And it's not uh, you know kind of crispy Anakin. So uh, I, I take it they've kind of gone for some kind of age between how we saw him at the end of Return of the Jedi and and how we saw you know Anakin when he was all crispy. I thought yeah. he looked like just the one from the new the the, the revamped versions where they removed his eyebrows and it's the same old chubby white dude. Oh, I don't know. Sebastian Shaw, I think, had a kind of slightly softer look to him. I think they've kind of they have made him. It's kind of like Sebastian Shaw, but a few years before he, you know, he he, he He's died. He's he, he admittingly looks a little more handsome than the white fat dude in, in the scene. Yeah. I think. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, what, what do you think, Mike? <laughs> I thought it was a decent version of Shaw. I like it better than, you know, I've got the life-size uh, Vader, and I yeah. like it better than the, the life-size Shaw they did there. Uh, I think the detailing is a little better. It's a little more realistic. Um, uh, not that the one on life-size is bad, but, but and this one I would actually use. I could see me posing it with, with, with the Shaw likeness, holding the, the two pieces from the mask. Um, I think that's a cool pose. You know, he is, like um, Eamon said, he's he's a little big. I'd say a good half inch maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he's could, huge. He's, I'm gonna say he's, he's a monster. He's he's huge. Uh, so a good half inch you could take off of him and still be okay. Now, I prefer that. I, I, I much, much prefer him being too big than that, that ridiculous Metacom, you know, look at me, I'm a, I'm a little dwarfy, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, Darth Hel- I'm Dark Helmet, you know, I mean, at least he does dominate the shelf and, and it's clear uh, that he is Darth Vader. Um, As he should. 
I love the lights. I, the blinking ones, you got to really have a pretty dark room to see. Uh, you know, they're not super obvious in the lit room, but those lights on the belt are really bright. They show up great in the lit room. Um, it, it works well. I was shocked how well it worked. And, and like you said, it was it's thin. It's like, you know, it's not like this big bulky thing on his chest or, you know, they, they've done a really cool way. They've designed the batteries to go in back and, and actually yeah, wired them up switch. to the front. Yeah, one switch does everything. It's really well done. Uh, the arms are a little thin, and I think it gets, if you pose him certain ways, it gets um, exaggerated by the gloves because they flare out. Yeah. So, you know, the flared out gloves plus, and they could have kind of corrected that by padding up the suit a little bit. That's all they had to do. It's not like they needed a new body or anything. Um, but that's probably my only real complaint. I mean, it's a great looking figure. Uh, it, uh, he's. I thought, and, and you know, I've heard people complain that the first one Sideshow did wasn't any good. But I thought the first one was in 2009. You know, everybody wants to compare it now to the stuff that's out now. Well, no. If you take the first Vader they did four year, five years ago and compare it to stuff that's out now, no, it's not as good. But in 2009, it was damn good. Um, it's nice though that we've got this update that because we really did need it. We needed one that that matched better with what Hot Toys has been doing. That you could put it up next to Bespin Luke and you know, or the the Luke from the uh, the Weather Vane, and he looks great. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm thrilled with him. And and Sideshow has done a good job with the Star Wars license this last year. The Bosk was great. Um, the Snowtrooper was great. Uh, you know, they you put this Vader with that snowtrooper and the blaster, the cannon blaster, and you got a great display. Oh yeah, 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 that's uh, a good display right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm dead curious about the Tauntauns. I'm really curious about the Tauntauns. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting the Tauntaun. I've got I sucked up and ordered both of them. I think. Ooh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, even though you don't you don't you don't really need two Tauntauns, but I think I ended ended up buying one for both of those guys. For both I think we can do the scene that we never ever saw the movie where the two of them are like running alongside yeah, together, right doing together. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly Yeehaw. what you want. Absolutely, absolutely, Brent. I mean, I I I hope that uh, it's it's curious though. So it is curious how the Hot Toys and, and Sideshow relationship is working and, and and where the where the agreements lie. You know, I mean, it's like, well, we really want to do Darth Vader, but you do the Luke Skywalker. I mean, um, you you gotta wonder what's the conversation there. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. What what are your theories on that? Uh, well, it's hard to say. I think that, that yeah. I think from a business perspective, those two companies are a lot closer than we realize. I think that there's yes. a lot more. You know, I predicted years ago that somebody was going to buy somebody at some point or another, um, because they are they're really close. They unlike unlike Medicom or Enter Bay or all those other guys, Sideshow and Hot Toys are pretty much in bed together. Yeah. So, so you know, I think it's just looking at. I think they are both also able to look at each other and understand where their skill sets lie, um, yeah. and, and what they're best at. You know, and and they're doing a good job of exploiting each other's weak or strengths and kind of you know overriding their weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. and yeah. the price tag on this guy for what you yeah, get? No, because also you for get, what you we, get is great. Yeah, you get the little. The, we forgot to totally mention. You get this little uh, another light up red light, shrouded, uh, stroby kind of base, um, that you put the. It comes with another helmet that you can put. The helmet kind of comes with like the where he yep. the ch- the chamber. I'm being really bad Star Wars fan here. I just watched Empire Strikes Back last week. My girlfriend <laughs> for the second time, and the chamber. It it mimics that kind of chambery feel where the helmet comes down and it's like. Whoosh, onto his head and it's just nice because you put the helmet on top of the red light but then the red light kind of surrounds and bathes the top of the helmet where the visor comes on and it's, it's just a sweet accessory not sure what purpose it serves I can't actually fit it in my display but again nice to have it 
Very yeah. nice little accessory. Well, and one of the complaints I've heard that's got to be the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time is that in my review I mentioned, you know, he comes with 11 hands. 11 yeah. hands. If you buy the exclusive, because the exclusive has the chopped off hands. So that's the 11. I got the exclusive. And of the 11, eight of them are right hands. And that's because Vader's right-handed, and he did all those really cool gestures that we all know and love with his right hand, not his left. Yes. Yes. Right? The only <laughs> thing he did with the left was do a double you know, lightsaber hold or put his hands on his hips or you know, stuff like that. So it makes sense that you get eight rights and three lefts. And I've heard people complain. You know, it's not, sometimes it amazes me that they, it, it wouldn't matter what they got. They'd find some reason to complain. And so you get 11 hands, and now there's, oh, that's fine, but there's not enough lefts because I want to be able to do, you know, some other, you know, I want to hold the saber in his right hand and do something with the left hand. And I'm thinking, I don't remember a pose where he only held the saber in his right hand and did something with his left hand other than, well, you know, a fist or a, <laughs> you well, know, it's funny. It's, that's not really a good complaint. No, it's funny though. The, the one, one of the gloves combinations that I really liked with the Medicon one, albeit with his diminutive scale, was the, the double glove for the, for the arms crossed. Yeah. It was kind of like you poke, you poke both arms into like the, the gloves, and the gloves were kind of already crossed, so that you could kind of cross them over uh, his chest. Crossing. That'd be nice. And it, it, was a really, it was a really nice way they solved it, but just by making the gloves joined and kind of cross over his chest. And I thought that would have been a, a nice, cool uh, accessory. But as you say, you know, you, you've got a wealth of them anyway. It's just, uh, it's just being greedy, but I did like that. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could have threw one more left in that's kind of an open, you know, open hand. Yeah. So if he's got the saber in his right hand, he's got a, yeah. you know, a splayed left hand or something. But, I mean, with, the, with what he's got, you've got uh, so many pose choices. And they do give you lefts that allow the double grip on the hilt and also to put the hands on the belt. You know, he's, the, the wrists are kind of curved yeah. you know, in the hand sculpt, so... Can I also say, Mike? I know you. I, I never got the Obi One that came with the light up um, saber, where it was kind of joined to the hand, wasn't it? That's the way it kind of actually worked. Yeah, yeah um, there was a separate and I know hand. You, you went on to you went on to keen on the on the functionality of it because I, I, you know, again, you think Vader it would have been nice to have a light up saber, but not at the expense of it looking crap. So I take it that's yeah. Uh, that's it, what... I I wasn't real keen on that. Yeah, I, it, again, you're you're getting an awful lot here and. A light up saber is just the, the Obi Wan. I thought it was it was delicate. It was easy to uh, have problems with. Um, you had to swap the hand, you know, the whole front arm, you know, the the uh, forearm yeah. and everything. And I and I just to, yeah, I just wasn't one. a big fan of it. It also wasn't yeah. super visible when you had it that way. So you know, well, again, you can only rotate it at the wrist too. Yeah. So like yeah. you, it's kind of down or up, pretty much, or to the side, and it it just kind of topples. I mean, yeah, you, so you get to that point where it's an action feature for an action feature's sake, and you end up kind of going into kind of those kind of Hasbro toy territories where it's kind of like, yeah, we want it to light up, but you know, I'd rather the figure just look convincing. Yeah, I, I hear I hear you guys on that one. I mean, in an ideal world, we'd have a light up a light up lightsaber, but the fact of the matter is that is just asking for too much. That is just even <laughs> even I, I remember my friend has a years ago sideshow had a very big kind of almost like a one fourth scale Darth Vader statue. Uh, it had, but it had the material and it was like th those whatever those statues yeah, premium the premium format, format. Yeah. the premium format yeah. and, th and that had a light up lightsaber and you know that was fine but it still looked like a bit of plastic with a light in it so it, it, mm. it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it we're not there yet on, on, on that we can't really miniaturize those uh, EFX uh, lightsabers just well yet. It, doesn't, it doesn't look like it looks <laughs> in the photoshopped pictures <laughs> no, no it really doesn't it really doesn't <laughs> and, I, and I, I just think it's just definitely too much to be asking so uh, on that who do you think then would make a better Chewbacca 
because that's what I'm really curious <clears> about. I'm like, would it could they actually do one with some sort of hair? Fur. Yeah, not not fur, hair. It has to be hair. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. got to go that way. If somebody's going to do it right, it's got to go that way. But at the same time, anybody, I I was in the I was in the Hasbro collecting twelve inch you know kind of figure camp for a very long time, and I got pretty Me much too. the first hundred hundred and twenty odd of them. And you know they went from the sublime to the ridiculous those figures, and the chewy the the furry chewy was just about the most oh. ridiculous thing they ever <laughs> released. Horrible. <laughs> it yeah. was just horrible. Um, I think I've got two of them in the loft somewhere. I think somebody actually bought me one as a present, as well as the fact that I bought one myself. Um, and you know, honestly, they've never been displayed. I've just the one they released for um, for Jedi. I think. Oh, sorry, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I think that one didn't turn out too bad, but it is. It's it's, it's molded, but and, and again, very limited articulation. The plastic all, one, right? All, yeah, yeah, that's right. But we all want, yeah. you know, a hairy Chewy. And that's oh, not yeah. euphemism. Well, that sounds like well, that actually sounds like some kind of bad disease. But uh, you don't the, want to uh, get a dose of hairy chewy. You know, have you if you look at um, the work that um, Toynami did with their their big quarter scale? What the hell do they they got in the lame for their big quarter scale statues? Um, um, they've done the creature and they did a Darth Vader and they've done. Oh, right. um, I'm trying to think. Who, uh, didn't they do an indie? And the hair on indie. If you look at their hair. And that quarter scale, it's amazingly realistic because it's all, you know, it's all, it's sort of like that hair club for men, right, where they go and they stick the little hairs back in the little holes. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it's it really does look amazing. But I can't imagine being able to do something similar with that same kind of quality for less than, you know, a, a, a buttload of money. Yeah. It's not going to be a $200 figure. No. It's good. Hot Toys did have that boat. Though Hot Toys had that vote, and Chewie won the vote for what Star Wars figure people wanted to see next from them. Right, as I recall. Right. And I bet so everyone, maybe every one of them probably in the Hot Toys office groaned when they saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They shouldn't have given the option. <laughs> they shouldn't have given the But I'm thinking perhaps, perhaps if you look at what they did with. And it's not the same thing, I realize, but it's, uh, if they're going to have to experiment with some sort of rooted thing to get this right. So if you look uh. at the way they did Black Widow, and they started, they did that kind of hard molding kind of thing with the hair. Mm-hmm. So if, if, they could, if they could do that on, on a Black Widow, maybe you could just do something like that on a larger scale with slightly thicker hair, where the Hot Toys actually have to say, actually, right, you actually have to use product now. Because the problem with, with Chewie is, it's not just the, the hair is like all this long hair all over his body. His face is very brushed back hair as well, well depending on what yeah. you want. But obviously, if you're going to go with the first Chewie, his hair is kind of swept back on his head. And it kind of away yeah. from his face and stuff like that. So you'd have to, that area, I think, would be the area of, of real difficulty. Where you'd have to do a great job of seamlessly doing the the actual rooted hair against sculpted hair and then trying to seamlessly blend in that. I mean, it is. Thinking yeah. about it, man. Oh, God, that is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. But maybe they could do I something almost, like I that. I almost wonder if parts of it, you know, it needs to be a kind of a seamless blend between parts being sculpted and parts being a kind of very close matching color kind of hair. Because, uh, again, the thing, thing about Chewie is, you know, he, he, there were so many different expressions. As, you know, as the, there's the kind of the peaceful Chewie, the growling Chewie, the really growling Chewie. It's kind of like it would be great <laughs> if we could swap out some of the kind of mouths on it or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. So yeah. you, could, you could get those different poses. 
um, for, or different expressions for different poses. Um, but again, it's just Chewie has always just been a real can of worms, isn't he? You, know, you, you just know he's he's a nightmare to. Yeah, it's because he's got the long hair that dangles from the forearms and things like yeah. that that are just yeah. and, he look, he, and he can look so different during the course of any given film. It's like anybody yeah. out there that's got a dog, you know, you know your dog, and you know when you've taken it for a walk and it comes out the rain, it looks one way, and then on another day where you've brushed it, it looks another way. And Chewie's the same. Chewie looks like a dog <laughs> that's kind of been in the rain sometimes. Other days he's really well groomed, and it's kind of like you know, which one do you go for? Well, and you know that Hot Toys can do some, a similar hair to that, right? Because we've already seen mm. the Planet of the Apes, which yeah. um, the hair on that, the head of the apes was, was very well done. So if you guys were to do a Chewy, uh, who would you think would be the best company to do it? Would it be Sideshow or would it be Hot Toys? Well, do you know what? It might not be either of them. I mean, uh, you know, the um, Tamashi Nation 3PO yeah. uh, was made by a Japanese guy... Uh, uh, something Takahashi. He's the guy that also wrote this, the um, Star Wars archive books, and um, he is just an absolute master at anything to do with Star Wars. He was involved with the early Marmot releases of the Stormtroopers and the Boba Fett and the, uh, and the TIE pilot and ATAP um, pilot. And the thing is, he's got a great eye for when it comes to the hard armored characters and the droids. Um, now, he, he's also a great eye for, for everything in Star Wars, but. You know, it's all down to the end of the day, getting the right people on board that can sculpt his face and then make it look hairy, and then the fabrication of a, of a suit that's going to look like it's actually his, his skin. Um, so, uh, all I'm saying is, I'm not sure if Tamashi Nations are the people to do it. Perhaps they're not. But I'm, I'm just wondering, is it is the best one that we're ever going to see now or in 20 years from now going to come from either of the companies we're talking about? I just don't know. I think it's um, I think it's such a big challenge still that um, you know, I can imagine him being put off a little bit longer, but. Who knows? Yeah. Might be surprised. Um, why do you think Mike would be the likely? Well, if I had to pick, I'd pick Hot Toys right now. But yeah. um, keep in mind that this is more of a suit fabrication, you know, an outfit yeah. fabrication than it is. Um, you know, it, let's face it, Hot Toys. While they do beautiful outfits, several other companies do beautiful outfits too. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, and beautiful accessories, a... right? It's it's you're not going to root the hair in the body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to root the hair. It's going to be a onesie. You're going to hair. You're going to do it the same yeah. way they did the human yeah. being, right? It's going to yeah. be the same sort of thing. So it's really a suit fabrication, and who's you know? It's not necessarily Hot Toys that's the best at that. Yeah. Paint and sculpt is really their thing that sets them apart from everybody else. Um, where, and the they and they manage to stay yeah. at you know at the top with the with suits and with uh, suits and accessories. So you know yeah. who could who could fabricate a suit of that quality with the perfect tailoring? That's really what it's going to kind of come down. That just made that just made it all that easy. Uh, so the other thing I'd say is, although I just gave the Hasbro you know uh, um, Chewy a really hard time because it deserved it, it was awful. It, it yeah. could have been better. And they also did the um, the, 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 the set with the Wampa um, that came with... Uh, yeah, yeah the Wampa's not bad. And, and the Wampa was pretty damn good. You know, it kind of... Yeah. You know, if you could apply... You know, here we are all these years later. You know, I'm, I'm sure that, a, you know, a fun fur Chewy could work if it was just far better tailored and if it had a, a good underlying body and the, and the suit was done well, then, you know, it could work. Um but yeah, it's it's just it's still it's still out there. It needs feel, to be done. I feel really embarrassed. I didn't think about that. That is it. That is it. That's how they would do the chewy. It would be a suit. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course yeah. it would be. Jesus, why didn't I think of that before? <laughs> yeah, that that is it. Like I mean, 
cricket. Of course they could then. There's loads of little, you know, you, like like some of the fur, like artificial fur, like for artificial suits and yeah, artificial yeah, clothes. Yeah. And they got loads of hairy, tassely things in, in fashion these days. And, and it's, you know, it's China, man. They're going to have loads of flipping cool ideas yeah. to, to get materials right. And, things. and coming from you, I mean, you've got yeah. a chewy jacket, haven't you? I do have a chewy jacket, but the fur isn't long enough. And actually, yeah, actually, oh. uh, uh, this, uh, UK seller 16 Bruce, he has a, he had some friends where his little one yeah. had um, a chewy, and it was proper long fur, really yeah. long, and it looked way better. <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> so I do have do have a jacket. Speaking of uh, UK stores, actually, just a bit of a heads up for people out there. There was a bit of an incident. One of the UK stores over here in the UK at one with a, a store called Mother's Basement. And it was just, well, we won't go into too much detail, obviously, because it's yeah. one of those ongoing legal things and da 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 To just cut a long story short, it just has appeared that uh, Mother's Basement went into liquidation there a few weeks ago. And it does seem to be that it's left a few people high and dry uh, with, without figures and indeed without uh, money in some cases. So um, there is a Facebook group in case you're worried about that. Anyone who's listening to the UK or who might have yeah. orders with Mother's Basement, go to Facebook. There's a Facebook group called Mother's Basement Has My Money. Um, I will not comment as to the content of what that website would be, but there you go. That's that. So just just keep an eye out. And I, for, for, like, for sellers in general... It's always a good idea to check forums and, and ask around if you're unsure about checking out new sellers on Hot Toys. Yeah, you know, I'm not well, and I would just, just yeah. So I, I don't know if they've actually gone into receivership. I think they've. Um, I don't know if administrators have been called in or what, but I know that there's certainly something going on. Um, but I think yeah, I think the lesson to be learned here, you know, for everyone really is yeah, go to tried and tested people. Mm. That's not to say that they were bad, um, but at the same time, when you can. Pay with a credit card because your credit card company will get your money back for you, and uh, yeah. and yeah, just be cautious. Really, don't order anything too far in advance if you can if you can possibly you know get away with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and because and I don't. I mean, if it was me, I've I've never ordered in advance and paid full price up front. No. I would I would avoid any seller that was saying, okay, yeah, you can pre-order with me, but you got to pay the whole thing, you know, six months ahead of time. Um, hell, I wouldn't even remember. I'd you know. What I've got, I ordered six months ago. So, yeah, I would just stay away from, you know, if they want 10%, here, that makes sense. They don't want you canceling on them. Uh, but, but if they want the whole, uh, large amounts of money up front, I would just kind of be very I mean, careful. From my personal point of view now, and, and I can't imagine I'm the only one in this, I am one of those people that, well, because, I mean, I've been using the same seller now on uh, for, 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 quite, for quite a while, or rather one mm. of the sellers I use, rather. Um, I, I've been using it for quite a while. Is a, is a guy in China, and I do pay. You know, I've I've paid already paid. For, I paid for my Wolverine ages ago. I paid for my Iron Man Mark Forty Two ages ago, and that's like <laughs> o- over a year into it now. And he 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 his his rating is is through the roof on eBay and 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 things like that. So, but I, the, the, my question to you then is. Because things come out, pre-ordering is always cheaper. You you do tend to get your figures cheaper when you pre-order them. It's so. How can you? I mean, it's it's just for me. I want to make sure because these are so expensive a lot of time, and you yeah. know, when we're ordering from when we're ordering these figures, we want we want to get them as soon as possible. But the same thing, we want to get them for as cheap as possible. And this seems to be one of those avenues avenues to do that. So I, I would, yeah, and clearly it's different in in the UK and Scotland because over here we I, I don't know about you, James, but I don't pay for stuff up front. I, you know, alter ego urban collectors, you don't pay them right. when you pre-order a Hot Toys. 
I mean, admi- admittingly, if, if 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 like say I lived in America or whatever like that, I probably would be buying a lot. I mean, I do get my stuff from Fanboy Collectibles, one of our sponsors, and I do uh, obviously order stuff from Sideshow. But of course, with Sideshow, they sting you with the customs fees. And man, these customs, these my yeah. Vader cost me an extra forty quid. That's an extra sixty-five dollars to you, and that, yeah. that's a hell of a bite, you know. So it's yeah. it, you, you weigh it up. But the idea is, I think I think the point we're all trying to make is that vend. Make sure you vend your your sellers. Make sure you find out are they trustworthy, are they reliable, what's the <coughs> feedback like, and, and just check yeah. out from, from your fellow collectors on, on who's, yeah. who's worthy. There's a lot of fine uh, UK stores as well, and there's a lot, lot of reputable stores on there, so I think yeah. there's a slight reaction that this mother's business might tarnish, and I'm just like, well, I don't see how any store can tarnish another store. It's a, each trip store has its own reputation, so, but there yeah. you go. That's a heads yeah. up for the wise there, lads. Um, I would like to cover one more topic, but if 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 folks are needing to head off, we can we can start packing up soon if you like. Well, I, I can do another five minutes if we need to. Yeah, I can do another, can five, do another five. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, this is one thing that I, I, I look, my 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 crazy left wing sensibilities are just kicking into overdrive here. When I see <laughs> these videos on YouTube of a guy taking a hammer to a Batmobile and smashing it up because sideshow say you have yeah. to destroy it. Now. Right out the door, the first thing I gotta say is, surely Sideshow can set up something with a charity where the th- all these damaged goods can be sent there and the charity can be done whatever. It's you, c- in my opinion, you cannot justify the willful destruction of an item that would retail at six hundred dollars or four hundred yeah. pounds. You, you to to willfully just destroy it because we don't know what to do with it now. It costs us too much to get it sent back. You can't make money off it, so you have to destroy it. There's, that's just capitalism gone nuts, as far as I'm concerned on that front. And I would, I'm dead curious to hear what, what each of you, uh, each of your opinion on there. James, what do you think about that one, for instance? I've had to do it. I've, um, <laughs> I got. What did you do? Did you? <laughs> um, well, uh, when I got my Ghost Rider, the Hot Toys Ghost Rider, ages ago, um, the his bike didn't light up. It only lit up on the back half. Um, it didn't light up at all in the front half, so they said, smash it with a hammer, um, and we'll send you a new bike. Um, and they did, and I don't have any complaints about their customer service, because I, I got a replacement. Um, but I did break it up a little bit, and as I recall, I didn't actually take a hammer to it. I kind of pulled it apart and separated some stuff so that, you know, I can have it for display if I need a second one. Um... But I know, I, and I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the crow, I know I've, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that their uh, tuner keys on their guitars come broken. All right. All right. Um, and my, my friend, the crow, um, kind of was my friend's, my close friend's first Hot Toys figure ever. It finally got him to kind of not sit uh, idly by and start voting with his dollars. Um, and he finally did, and he was super excited, but... He got a broken guitar when he got his, um, and he told them to replace it, and they didn't make him smash his guitar up. So I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it has to do with the size of the item. Right. And maybe well, it has the value, too. Like, you know, a guitar is yeah. going to sell for 10 bucks if he wants to sell it on eBay, whereas an entire Batmobile is going to sell, so, you know, for several hundred. Yeah. I, know, but, I mean, I, mean, yeah, I, I hate to, you know, having had a part in anything that could be basically considered illegal, but I had the same thing when I got the, the first Hellboy figure from Hot Toys. Uh, he, he had a little tiny kind of top knot, didn't he, of hair at the back, if you remember, kind of tied yeah. back, like, you know, samurai style. And it was missing on the first one. And I was just told to, you know, break him up and 
smash him to pieces and then send me a new one. So um, let's just say he, he looked broken when I sent the photographs. Yes. But, um, <laughs> like well, the, you, he said. The, this dude definitely took the hammer to the Batmobile. I mean, he the video is there, kids. If you want to look it up on YouTube, it will make you cry. It, 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 I mean, he, 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 it's a proper hammer, and he belts several hells of leather out of this thing. It takes quite a whack uh-huh. first, actually, to actually smash it, but he smashes through the bonnet, and the hammer goes straight through the cover your ears. It goes straight through the bonnet. It's all, oh, it's, it's traumatic uh-huh. stuff, honestly. And, and then, and then I'm seeing dudes, Jeff, you post on Facebook, a dude smashing yeah. up his war machine. And I'm just That's like, right, what yeah. the hell? I mean, but... <laughs> the thing is, at the end of the day, I think everybody needs to keep it in perspective. And I know what you're saying, Eamon, about the fact that, you know, this money could be given to, you know, tots for kids or whatever or uh, you know and, and you, you you make a valid point but at the end of the day it's kind of like you know somebody's got something that is defective and you can't sell it for retail because it's a defective product it's not fit for purpose right. um, and it's going to cost them an amount of money to ship it wherever they want it shipped now whether it's back to them or whether it's back to hot toys or whatever and it's, it's, it's expensive and at the end of the day it's just business practice and I, 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 I know what you mean it, 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 you know, it kind of really kind of Gets to you if you're a collector. And God, I'm never going to have a you know a Batmobile in my collection, and that one that was virtually perfect. It's been smashed to smithereens. But... Just because of a scratch on the canopy. Yeah, and likewise with that that video of the guy beating, you know breaking up the metal uh, war machine. I mean, that ended up getting like you know over two thousand, three thousand hits, wasn't it? At the end of the day, and it was kind of like, and it was you know the, the, the amount of people that were venting their spleens, just saying, "Oh my God, you people are animals," because they didn't realise that they were doing it for that. Oh, I, 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 I mean, I've no issue at all with the individual being told to do this. That's yeah. that's I am not would never point the finger at the individual. To me, yeah. this is just a case of how hard can it be. For sideshow to set up an agreement is is surely be to God there's a, a universal charity like Oxfam in the states where yeah. it's a simple deal they could just set up where it, it, not, no no paper trail but whereas they would agree that you every major town and city I'm sure in the states has the same charity store that's run by a franchise or whatever they could just drop it in there that's all just drop it in there or or, or, or even if you were just to say okay I'm going to take it to my local community hospital or my local you know library or school whatever and it will just be left there for the kids to play with and you know that that would be a cool thing to do as well and as long as you just uh, you know sent an email and somebody acknowledged receipt of this item and said yeah it's been given to you know exactly. a hospital exactly I mean how, how, how hard how hard can that be it just, and then the hospital can either let the kids trash it or they can flog it and make there some might money be a, there the might be a safety issue though with that that's, that's the thing yeah. these, these, are, these, are, these are adult collectibles and I, I mean you know they, they, they do send the box for like, like 16 plus don't they so I guess there is there is that you but make a valid point yeah. There, there is that one, but I, I cannot see a strong enough argument that you can set up something with something like Oxfam or whatever the American equivalent of that would be. That well, for your view, do Oxfam and just say right, well, drop it into Oxfam. They'll they'll do something with it, and then right. uh, you, you know, you just, it's just a simple little agreement with Oxfam. Just say we'll give you these. Do not sell it to anyone under eighteen. Off you go. That's not well, this I, is I charity. Think it's probably the more concerning, the more concerning thing from my perspective is thinking about well. Because there are answers, right? I would even think just just pay to have it sent back to you and create a a eBay sideshow eBay account that's for charity, and yes. everything that yes. comes in that has a scratch or a dent or you don't do anything with it, it just comes in the door. You list it on eBay and you say, okay, this came back from Pondy and it's got a yeah, it's got a, a busted canopy and you know it's only two hundred bucks instead of six hundred bucks and it all goes to charity, right? But the problem it, it, more concerning to me is. That wouldn't be viable if a lot has to come back. 
right. think about that for a minute. If if it's like with the Iron Man, rich. remember the Iron Man life size bust that they had all the paint trouble with, and and yeah. nobody really knows how many of those ended up being bad versus how many good. So so are we seeing something where there's a lot more of this that it's it's than than we realize? You know, we're thinking in small quantities. Maybe this quantity is so much that it's, it becomes unmanageable. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's storage, and that, I guess there's a be logistical issue, and so just a basic logistical issue with that in general. But I don't know. I mean, I just can't help but you just, how many Batmobiles have had to be trashed, <laughs> and that's like you know we're talking. How you know, many more must die? And I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> I bought one with a scuff on it. So I did, and it, it was minuscule, minuscule, and it was you know I bought one. And I'm happy as I'm happy as Larry with it because I don't see the flipping scuff. You know what I mean. And if I was that bothered by, I could probably take well, it down to the guy in the car shop, and he could probably do something with it. And over the next ten years, you're going to scuff it again. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. You know, nothing's ever going to stay perfect. It's, and, it's so you know, big, you're not going to scuff it. Good luck trying to even take that into another room without flipping, smacking it off the side of the door or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so of course, the, the people, these toy companies and these, these you know, manufacturers are dealing with are us. And we are probably just about the most anal people on this planet when it comes to, you know, how perfect these things are. You know, I mean, you've got a lot of people that will complain because the box is a slide dink, you know. Oh, and it's fun see, like, that, that, that just, that's, no, that's, that's too bad. Yeah, exactly. But for your minting boxer, that is the end of the world. You know, if your box is anything but absolutely A1 perfecto, it's, uh, it's as far as they're concerned, it's, it's trashed. But you're, then you're not buying it for the toy, then you're buying it for a resale value. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Oh, no, There's a whole other issue that goes on there, but that's yeah. a whole other topic that I think we could probably cover in another day at another time on episode maybe 14, which is this one. Sorry, 15, 16. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so I think that's the end of our show then, gentlemen. I think we could... Uh, with all of our uh, fond listeners and adieu um, you know listeners if there's any questions or anything like that you please drop us an email my email is amen at amenart.com if you have any questions or for any of our other listeners you can contact uh, Mike Crawford through his website which is my hollow what is your uh, mwctoys.com mwctoys.com and uh, we will join you hopefully in another few weeks again so until next time until episode 15 we wish you all adieu gentlemen starting with you Jeff take it away Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you next time. Mike. Oh, if you haven't seen the Lego movie yet, go see it right now, and everything is awesome. Everything's <laughs> awesome! James. <laughs> Good day, everybody. And you haven't seen the Lego movie yet, James, have you? I haven't, I haven't seen the Lego movie well, yet. Well, you got to get Robo down there. And it was actually really good. I was surprised. Okay, then, well, there you go. We're showing our age here now, kids. Go see the Lego movie. Good night, everybody. See you in episode 15. Europe listeners, look no further than space. Space, search for popular action figures and collectibles ends. The best service possible and steady accessibility by email and telephone is one of the top priorities at space. They carry a wide range of collectibles, not only from major brands like Sideshow, Hot Toys, Enterbay, NECA and McFarlane, but they also specialize in the exotic and small new manufacturers. A very important department to them is their 1-6 scale section, which is currently getting bigger and bigger, offering lots of clothes, bodies, head sculpts and accessories. Hot Toys is of course one of their specialities, so you can pre-order all newly announced figures from their web store. They often have Hot Toys figures in stock earlier than any other dealers. They are also the best source in Europe for convention exclusives. 
Space loves what they do, so you can depend on them for secure packaging, ensuring your items reaches you in mint condition. In stock items get processed normally the same day. Pre-ordering customers will be notified in advance once an item arrives in stock and before it gets shipped. Space is located in Germany and offers clearly arranged shipping flat rates to all European countries. On most destinations you can even get free shipping. For EU customers this of course means that you will not be surprised by any customs visa or import taxes. Space is serving us collectors with the finest items for over 15 years. If you are located anywhere in Europe, do go to space. www.space-figures.com